what's up everybody welcome welcome back thank you so much for watching on the town with tanya i'm your host uh and i thank you so much if you get a chance right now please share this right now uh because it's very important that everybody knows who uh, we are talking about today today's guest is an autobiographer and and was a confidant and a friend to the late great singer songwriter rosemarie mccoy uh who rosemarie broke into the white male dominated music business in the early 1950s, writing over 850 songs and jingles for the likes of Sarah Vaughn, Elvis Presley, Aretha Franklin, Nat King Cole, and many, many others. Why is she not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Hmm, that's what we're trying to figure out. Um, don't we know? Uh, uh, we know. Um, Excuse me, I just got sidetracked. Sorry. Why don't we know her name as much as those uh, who she's written for? Uh, here to keep her memory and her legacy alive in the written form uh, and honor her friend. Uh, the book is called I Thought We Were Writing the Blues, but they called it rock and roll. Uh, biographer, playwright Arlene Cursano. Thank you very much. Hi, welcome. Hi, thank you, Tanya. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. And I'm sure Rose is thank thankful too, because she she kept telling people all the time she would call me Arlene. She said, Arlene is going to make me famous. <laughs> and only because I wrote an article for a local newspaper about her. That's really? how it started. Yeah, but she she said it over and over again. And and so one day I said, Rose, you have to stop saying that. You know, I've always said it many times, sir. You have to stop saying, I don't know how to do that. I'm just a, a former school teacher. I don't know how to, to do all that stuff. She says, no, I have to keep saying it because then you have to do it. Right. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's weird, weird. <laughs> That's good because she knew, um, you know, way before her passing that uh, she liked your style of writing, apparently. I mean, that's for, so that's a big compliment for someone to say, I want you to write my story. I, I don't think that's, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it, I think it's just because I was so interested because, I mean, she had these stories and, uh, you know, people had kind of forgotten about her around then. She had lost her husband. She was a little depressed. And, uh, you know, when I met her through Maxine Brown and, and, um, uh, and, and, and I don't know, it, it's just that I was so, she loved telling her stories and I loved, inter, in, in, I loved listening. I like she, um, Jackie Wilson kissed her and go, oh, wow. You know, and she wrote a song about it, a kiss of thrilling goodbye. And, um, and he knocked that out of the park and she would call it a nothing song. But she just, you know, Johnny Mathis, all these people that I, I heard about. And then I learned about people that I never heard about, which. Right. Was even more exciting. Now, when did you actually get to um, get to know her uh, and and see you know? Well, like she lived in the town next to me, but I, I never knew her. Uh, and uh, I I knew Maxine Brown, mm -hmm. and um, I uh, and I I, uh, I I think what really started is I went. Maxine Brown was doing a show over in in in. In Manhattan, but she was only a piece of it, a small piece. She was thrown in kind of like we can sell tickets if we have Maxine Brown in. And I went there with um, Claudia Barry. I don't know, you might be, if you were in the disco, you knew Claudia Barry. We, we were at the same volunteer at the same radio station. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm going to go see Maxine Brown. She said, Oh, I want to go. 
So we're sitting there watching the show and, and Claudia leans over to me and says, this is a shame. And I said, you know, that this, this show was so big. She says, they're using Maxine Brown. If that is Maxine Brown, you know, like you don't, you don't use her that way. And, you know, and something that's not great. So I, um, I was over Maxine's apartment and with a couple of people and I said, you know, why don't you do a, a show yourself, you know, a, a cabaret and, and she's, and I said, the blues, I have, a, I have an idea and it's about the blues. And uh, it had a lot of Bess Bessie Smith stuff and, and no, no, I, you know, I don't like that. So I had her, she was over my house and at one time and I played her the blues. So oh, I like that, you know, and, um, and anyway, so I, I, I wrote it for her and it, it, it did well. And she had a party and I was over there with the party and a cousin of mine was with me and because uh, she used to help us out at, at, at the shows. And, and, and I, I never, I, I, I noticed Rose, you couldn't not notice her. It, was, it happened to be her birthday. She was 79 and they, they had a good cake and she sparkled and I noticed her singing and, um, and I, I needed a pen to, to uh, share some, some stuff, you know, with, with someone about your know, networking. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, and my, I turned on my cut, she didn't have one. She was talking to, to Rose and, and I said, uh, uh, she says, I have a pen. So mm -hmm. I'm half Italian. So I, I talk like this, <laughs> holding the pen and I'm going like after, and she touches me on the shoulder. She says, I, I need that pen. I hit my neighbor's car on the way over. Oh, so, no. Yeah, so she, I, I never drove in the car with her except once around the corner. Um, and <laughs> that's part of it. She was a bad driver. Um, and, uh, and wild, too. Um, and uh, anyway, so um, I, I called Maxine the next day to say, what a beautiful party. I said, and you know that lady, I, my cousin learned she lives in, in Teaneck right next to, you know, where I live. Wow. And I think next time you have a party, so I better drive her because she got lost. She, 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 she was dressed to the nines. And here she is in Manhattan, dressed to the nines with these floppy shoes on. And she had a strained back. So she was walking. I said, this, is, this isn't the way you go to New York or by yourself. <laughs> and, um, and so she says, oh, no, you should write an article about her. Mm. You know, like she did give me her number to, to you know, write the article. And, and that would be good to because she was, you know, little, still a little low because losing her husband. Okay. And, um, and so I started driving her to whatever events we were going in the city. And, um, and she, uh, uh, you know, she would tell us stories about her singing when she was young. And I'm so glad you called her a songwriter and singer too, because she, she started out singing, right? She started out, and but when somebody would ask her, you know, well, how do you like doing a radio interview? Somebody was made a, an hour long. I, I co-produced with the radio diaries guy, mm -hmm. um, an hour long diary. Well, how would you describe yourself? And she would say, a singer first, and then a songwriter. Right. <laughs> she loves yeah. singing more than. I mean, she loves songwriting, but she loved to see people look them in the eye and and see that, how they react to lyrics and right. Right. Uh, she she just loved to make people feel the music. And right. She right. Said that, a singer first, then a songwriter. Well, we have that clip um, that we'll show. Um, we can either show it now or wait uh, a few minutes and show that clip. Uh, I think that it embodies her personality. 
So even if you don't know her, um, when you see that clip, you'll you'll say, yeah, I think I know who she is. She's a fun person. And you could see yeah. everything just, it shines through in that little bit of minutes, um, it shines through. So, um, but um, but first I guess I'll ask, um, you know, how do you, how do you think uh, a girl living in Arkansas, right? Arkansas um, living, uh, basically she says in a shack, um, comes up with this great dream of, um, well, I, I heard she was listening to a band, um, what's the name of the orchestra? Uh, she used to listen to them and somebody else, which is what may have inspired her. Well, she's, um, she always loved to sing and, mm -hmm. and, you know, they didn't have a radio or anything in, in, you know, her home and right. she and her sister would sing and they would also, um, they'd sing in church and her mother, mm -hmm. was one church and her father was the other one. So they'd sing both churches and then they would go traveling churches too. They were apparently, you know, the, both of them were very good. Mm -hmm. And then when she went to Helena, Arkansas, at a high school that was it was 18 miles away from her home, mm. and um, it was the only place for black students to go to high school, the closest place. So she had a grandparents that lived there, so she she went to live there with mm -hmm. them, and she sang in the shows. Mm -hmm. And Helena was the juke joint capital of the world. It was right. called right, and and so she loved. She couldn't hear the blues in, in Oneida, where she was born, because it was the devil's music and they throw you out of church. Yes. And, uh, you know, it was, it was and so all she heard was really country music on okay. the radio, uh, pretty much. And, and jukebox, they had some jukeboxes that, that, that she could hear some big band stuff. Mm -hmm. So she, uh, she saw the Sweethearts of Rhythm and, and other bands. Uh, uh, Jimmy Lunsford band was a, another big band. They came through town and they would rehearse and in, in, uh, and have shows. They were shows, but they a lot of these bands would use it for as rehearsals too on, on their next big stop mm -hmm. and in their their um, high school. And so she saw you know the women dressed up so pretty, and she loved to dress. She she was a dresser. Wow. And um, yeah yeah. Uh, I digress, but <laughs> it, um, um, I'm thinking of uh, Nappy Brown. She wrote about eight songs for him. And, and oh, Nappy song, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't oh, be angry. The first one of the first rock and roll hits. Um, she, um, uh, he he described her once mm -hmm. as because uh, I, I I met him, I interviewed him. And he's, he's, he couldn't remember writing his first hit with her. I said, remember, she lived in the Bronx and you went there and then you had to take go get back to Newark and blah, blah. And no, I don't, he didn't really, he, his heart was bad at the time. He was singing around here, but he, he, you know, you could tell he, just to get him across the street, we had to put him in a car to take mm -hmm. him around the, mm -hmm. the studio across the street where we could, uh, you know, interview him. And um, and he's going no no, and then uh, and we were getting nothing. And the cameraman is you know finally he comes up with it, leave it to a guy to say, she was real good looking, wasn't she? Happy <laughs> Brown, his eyes he lifted his head up. He stood, <laughs> not stood up, but he straightened. His eyes got big. It was so funny. And he said she was something, boy. She was something. Um, uh, walk down the street. Everybody be looking, dressed mm -hmm. her head off, mm -hmm. and she did. She, she, she <laughs> loved her clothes. Yeah, she was gorgeous, wasn't she? She was absolutely stunning. Yeah. Um, I wish I had had uh, more pictures to put up of her besides the flyer, but 
Um, hopefully everyone's seen the flyer and have seen how beautiful she uh, was. Um, but she also, when she started singing, um, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say she was um, opening or singing with people, uh, with comedian, Moms Mabley, right? And, yeah. and another uh, male comic who wanted her to go, but she was like, nah, I just want to do my thing. Yeah, right? pig, yeah Pigmate Markham. They, they were like two at the top. And yes. she opened for them. She opened for Ruth Brown later, uh, wow. Washington. Wow. So she was good. Mm -hmm. But uh, somebody, a, a disc jockey who was into the older music, um, mm -hmm. he said uh, he had learned that she, her voice didn't record well. So even oh. though she was a great singer right. back then, they didn't have, I mean, they could make me probably a singer and I can't, I struggle with happy birthday. Uh. But, you know, that they have different, you know, there it was just, you know, straight through and, and whatever speakers they had, um, it, it did, did her voice just didn't come out right. Yeah. But I, I mean, I heard some, I've listened to other recordings um, from way back when, and I don't see how they would even come up with that conclusion. I mean, I mean, I do think it would be another excuse if you're a woman and you're African-American, I think that would be. Yeah, um, I, I don't, I, I don't think that was because she, I mean, RCA recorded her and um, uh, Decca, she had some, you know, bigger play, record, but um, I, I did hear about even way back, I forgot, it was, it was two, two jazz singers, no, no, blues singers, and one became bigger than the other one, but but there was a lot of writing about the second one that didn't become so big was the better singer. Okay. But one was um, Columbia and Columbia had better um, equipment. Right. So, um, you know, and some voices do record better than others, you know? Wow. wow. Well, um, that's, uh, I just think it's when I hear her voice, I'm like, how could they say that? She actually sounds like, um, one of the other famous singers, um, I forgot her name. Oh man, really? I had a note somewhere. Um, and I was like, wait a minute, how could they tell her her voice sounds? That's really weird. Cause that was this, that was the, that raw gritty sound was the sound then, you know, and it, it, with that, um, um, it had strength to it. It had, um, there's a lot to her voice in my opinion. I thought, I mean, I don't see how they came to that conclusion, but like you said, old equipment, maybe there's something different, but if you can sing to me, you can sing. Um, doesn't matter what, what, what to me, what equipment, it don't, the equipment only makes you sound a little bit better than, than if you, you know, you're in, you know, if you, you don't mean I should be, you know. give up that career of singing for me then. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Um, so rhythm and blues. So she, she, um, really did a lot 800 over 800 and was that right over 800 song 850 songs and 350 for uh artists or something like that that she wrote for yeah, I, I have 360 it's more than that i gave up with right. at 360 because there's <laughs> one song that elvis presley did and i saw some place they had 69 people who did this song and it wasn't her hit she wrote two for elvis it wasn't the hit it was the one that wasn't a hit but it was on his first album Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, if you've got like almost 70 uh, people recording one song, right, you know it. it's a good song. And he recorded a lot. It was on his comeback special and, and it was praised highly. His, his um, you know, he might not have been the greatest singer. I mean, he, he, he had something. And Rose liked him. She said he had um, sincerity. Exactly. Yeah. Sincerity in the in the voice, but mm -hmm. me, Jackie Wilson, was it. I mean, he had four hours. Range. He could dance like crazy. You know, he just didn't shake hips. He he, he was 
you know, he, he was a singer. He could take as that Rose's, what she called a nothing song and make it into, you got, you got to listen to that. Uh, uh, a kiss, a thrilling goodbye. Right. <laughs> yeah. Going. So, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's, it, it's, it's a sad, sad thing that, that nobody has the exact count. Mm -hmm. She wasn't very good at keeping notes, you know, and I, I spent a lot of time going through, um, there was one, one song and she said the only person who did it was uh, Louis Jordan. Louis Jordan. Mm -hmm. And it was called House Party. It's a great, it's a oh, great song. Yeah, I think that song. You heard that song? I just love yeah, it. Actually, yeah, I thought I, I thought I had it, but I didn't know if I could play it. So I was like, mm, no. oh, yeah, that's I, I, you know, it's such a great song. I thought, and so Louis. Jordan. I have it actually. I have it. I wonder if I could play a clip of it. No, you said I no. Don't, I don't know if you're worried. Yeah. Probably yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, so we won't play the clip because we're don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, but you can find it. Write that down. House party. Yes. Love House Louis Jordan. Party. Um, yeah. it so it never became a hit. Because it was on, he was on his way out that time. That the rock and roll was coming in. He was older, and and you know, he, unfortunately, uh, he didn't get you know to be king of rock and roll. Because right, right, what he was playing really, right. um, and so so uh, you know, so he um, um, house party. She, she wrote another one, and she said, "Oh, only one person did it." I was at her house, and I was organizing things, and I said, "Oh, here's." Um, uh, his his house party, but it's uh, Frankie Lane. That he was a white singer back in the fifties. Mm -hmm. I said Frankie Lane uh, uh, recorded it too. Oh, she said, oh no, he didn't. They just did that, meaning they had they were selling sheet music to house party, but oh. they wouldn't put Louis Jordan's picture on it because they thought they would sell more if they had a white man on it. Uh, what's his, they, that's how it went back then, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's oh yeah. Ruth Brown, they 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 used. Uh, she's the one that had a, a hit with uh, Mambo Baby, but they used Georgia Gibbs. It it was just on and on. They 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 did that. They stopped. You know, I, I have some old copies where they they didn't do it, but it was uh, it was uh, it was the time. Yeah. Know? No, definitely. Um. Um, so Rose, I mean, she was an amazing woman. I think, um, you know, we think of rhythm and blues um, and rock and roll. She did a lot. But we, we, one thing we don't pay attention to is there's a song she did. Let me see if I can remember which one it is. I wrote it down somewhere. Um, there's one song she did that where she was actually kind of rapping before rappers were. Oh, um, with my business. Dip into my business. That was her first hit. Down here. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. Uh, um. Uh, I was thinking of here come old evil chick come from everybody come from Chicago. Got was that before the been in my business? Was that before? Well, that? Yeah, that was before. That was her first hit. That was called Gibbon Blues. That was and like was she, was she um rapping on that one too? Uh, she was talking. She, she was what? talking. Uh Rose did the talking. It was supposed to be um uh, a, a man and a woman. It was Big Maybell was the was the woman. Mm -hmm. And um, and there was a guy who was supposed to do it, mm -hmm. and he couldn't get it right. And Rose just happened to be at the recording session. It was one of her first records, so she was there. Right. And and they said, Rose, why don't you try it? And mm -hmm. so Big Maybell says, I can get trouble for this. <laughs> Not you, because I'm saying it, right? Uh, here come Olyville Chick telling everybody she come from Chicago. Got Mississippi written all over. And then... Uh, that Rose says that, and then, uh, and her name isn't even on the record as saying it. Um, 
and, and then Big Mabel says, you'd better stop trying to run my business. And it, that was at number three hit. Um, yeah, no, I heard it. So I love it. You guys can find that on YouTube. Um, it's a great song. I love I love all her music. Um, I think, you know, when you think about the fact that it's during the 50s, during Jim Crow and like all this racism and stuff, and this woman um, breaks into a male-dominated industry. Um, and I love the pictures they show with her at the at the events um, with the with the guys. And she's like the only girl writing. So mm -hmm. she she has something about her um, and um, a willpower about her mm -hmm. um, that that people had to respect, you know. And and the reason why I like music, the reason why I like the story is that you know music is what brings us together, you know. Because you see, she wrote for all kinds of people. So that's like, in spite of it being such a racist time, you know, Elvis Presley and other people um, that she wrote for, uh, what's her name, Bette Midler? Uh, uh, oh, yeah, Bette Midler, uh, uh, Sarah Vaughan. Right. She, um, right. Those, those are some of, I think, her best songs, and yet they're not out there. Um, um, uh, you know, one will make you cry. It's, it's it, it, You know, it's just that she, she was a storyteller. So... Right. She would say things like, you know, um, uh, the 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 steps coming loose, the paints peeling off, and there's nobody here. But love don't live here anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's well, that just wasn't, that wasn't. I keep. Um, I was looking to see if I can tie it up. Those are not. That's not the same. Love don't live here anymore. It's Tina Tina Marie did right. Love don't live. No, not Tina Marie. No. Who did that song? Love don't live here anymore. You remember that? Unless she copied it. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll look at the ly lyrics and compare, but um, but I was like, wait a minute, that can't be the same song that yeah yeah. It might just have the same title, but um, so. uh, it, I, this one it paints the picture of uh, you know, it's our house, but I hate coming home. Love don't live here anymore. Okay. Um, it was it was on an album. Rose had six songs, I think, on that album. Mm -hmm. Um, but they put a clown on the album because okay. one of the songs was uh, Sarah Vaughan sending the clowns, you know, that, that she, she, so, and, and Sarah Vaughan was so angry. She just didn't want the album. The album came out, but she didn't promote it. She heard whatever way she got. And she did another one with the same title, but different songs. And, and it's a shame because that there, there, I, I did a show along, I'm doing the, I'm writing the show right now, Rose in Reparation, because I, oh. I, I, she, you know, the reparations is, you know, the money, she's never going to get it back again, but let's get the recognition at least. Right. Right. Definitely. And she's yeah. not in the rock and roll hall of fame. She's not in the songwriters hall of fame. And they have so many people that have a, a drop of what she did. Right. And yet she's not there. And, and Sylvia Moy from um, Motown, She's in the Songwriters Hall of Fame, and I, I spoke to her once, and she said, I, I can't believe Rose isn't in it. She said, she's got four times as many hits as me. And she's the one who told us, the girls, you know, before Carol King, before Sylvia Moy, before um, uh, Valerie Simpson, she's the one that showed that we could do it, and she wrote yeah. more than we did and more diverse. Um, right, right, D different genres of music. Yeah, yes, Al R&B, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and this is what I should I should write when I, I write to the songwriters Hall of Fame because I do plan on putting yeah. a letter in newspapers or someplace yeah. that um, I should change their name because now they're doing people who only sang their songs and and probably made hits because it was them. You know, if you're um, 
uh, I don't want to name anybody really, but uh, yeah, but, you know, somebody real, really, really big who's really, really big. Uh, right. If you're Elvis Presley okay. and you write a song and it's not even that great, right? But you're Elvis Presley, right. well, you know, that somebody's going to buy that song. Maybe mm. a lot of people are going to buy that song. It doesn't have to be the best song out. And um, Al Bell said, because um, I, I got her into the Arkansas Black Hall of Fame. I saw that in uh, 2017, right? Uh, you know, I don't know what yet. I think it was yeah. before that. that. Was, yeah. No, no, it had to be before. Well, at least that's when I, I saw the thing. Maybe they wrote the article. Oh, yeah, I think it was in 2008 uh, that okay. we went out there. And okay. she sang and, 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 and knocked everybody out. Wow. I mean, at least we sat with the, the table with the uh, the governor of Arkansas. It was like 900 people, black tie, entertainment. It was, it was a big for the Rose McCoy day. Come on. It, yeah, it, it, I know, but it was a big deal thing. And um, so everybody got up and, you know, got their award and, and spoke. And when Rose got up, Al Bell introduced her mm -hmm. and he said, um, then, or maybe for my book, he, he wrote, I don't know of any other songwriter with the, the cred that um, Rosemary McCoy has. She's written so many songs in so many different styles for so many, you know, big stars yeah. that, you know, he says, I don't know anybody. And, and Al Bell was, I don't know if you know Stax Records. That's Stax, of course. Yeah, he was Stax, but, and he was also president of Motown for a while. Yes. Yes. And, um, for him to say that, you know, that that's a big deal. And then for her not to be in the Songwriters Hall of Fame, mm -hmm. I mean, their first induction uh, was 1970. Right. She had loads of top tens. In yeah, always to racism and sexism. That's what I equated to. Yeah, but, yeah, probably. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah both. How, how can you not, how can you not um, have her when she has all the credentials, um, more than way more, too many credentials, for the, if you ask me, for for the amount of time, you know, uh, the effort and the time she put in, and and just like so many big people, like not just songs she wrote. These are songs for like Elvis Presley, Aretha Franklin, and um, Sarah Vaughn, Jackie Wilson. Like I can go on forever. Like she, you know, you there's some point you have to give credit, but I know back then. You did not give credit um, to African-Americans unless they were really, really, really sharp and had good lawyers. Then they got their credit. Maybe or, like or, Nicole or, or something. Or, or money or money to buy right. a table at the Songwriters Hall of Fame because. Well, um, OK. Oh, they yeah. were doing pay, what I call payola there, too. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 it's, it's well, as someone said, it's pay to play. And, and a songwriter friend of mine, he, he wrote in, in Nashville. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, he said, um, it's not, it's, he said, it's not just about the money. It's right. all about the money. Uh, right. And, and that's <laughs> what it is that Rose, you know, I don't know that I could scrape up 10 people to put together. One, one table I read was uh, last year, maybe $50,000. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're Motown, you'll put right. that out. Right. Easy. Cause you're going to, yeah, it's going to come Easy. back double fold. Yeah. And I understand um, I, I don't know if you remember when uh, Dolly Parton yes. was um, uh, put into, they wanted to put her in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. And she wrote, she wrote back that as soon as I do my first rock and roll album, I'll be glad to be considered, but I don't belong there. You know? 
Wow. But they put her in any, they wouldn't take her down. They wouldn't even take her down. And she asked them to. And what? then she gets in. Well, you know why? Because to see Dolly Parton in person, people will pay. Now, this is an auditorium, this the Country Music Hall of Fame. They'll pay $800 for a seat because right. they can see Dolly Parton. Yeah, but, but if you were going to see, you know, uh, my friend, the songwriter, you know, like, and nobody knows the name. Yeah, but that's all on marketing, in my opinion, because if, if, if you, if you, if I'm saying pitching it, let's just say, um, so let's say I'm not known, right? Um, but if you're saying, you know, um, uh, Elvis hit or Aretha's hit or you name those names of people who have sung her songs and made number ones, somebody's going to come because they're going to be like, oh, well, let me go see. Maybe she can write one for us. You know what I'm saying? Because, and that's all, that's all marketing in my opinion. And it's also, again, racism and sexism because guess what? They would do it for um who was um who else was most prevalent writers back then? Um I know um Charlie you know, Singleton was yes. very prevalent and he's yeah. not in. Jo and he oh. wanted to get in. Rose said he really wanted to get in and they didn't really? even consider him, but he was black. Now he wrote Strangers in the Night, he wrote um uh Spanish uh, um Spanish Eyes. Right. BMI named them two of the top uh, 20th century songs. Oh, and he wrote right. a lot of others, a number one for Pat Boone. He wrote, but, and he wrote, he wrote with Rose in the beginning for about six years, they were together. They wrote Ruth Brown's number one and Faye Adams number one. They wrote a lot of songs. They wrote a top 10 for Nat King Cole and for right. a lot of people that they, they, yeah. they Maybelline, grabbing blues, Gavin blues, a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, I saw a lot of stuff. She has a, a, ba a major, I mean, her list is crazy. Um, I just don't understand. Um, thank you, Emma. I just don't understand how how she does not have like a walk on Hollywood Walk of Fame. Um, whatever accolades go with this, uh, I don't understand how she does not get that because she, you know, um, you don't even have to know much about her. You just got to know the songs she's written and the people she's written for. That's, that's enough. That's your resume. That's it. You yeah. know, not how that's much money. Because now, now that you tell me that I'm going to be looking at it a little side eye because I'm like, how much money you pay? That don't mean, so that means we, well, I know as of right now, a lot of artists who are getting play on billboards and getting number one and getting Grammy awards, honestly do not deserve it. In my opinion, that's just my opinion. Um, and that's because, I'm a music snob to sorts uh, and I need to hear real instruments and I need to hear real lyrics. And yeah. I don't want you insulting people. And um, I need to hear, I, yeah. I can hear I'm older. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm two years. Like when I met Rose, the old lady, I thought <laughs> 79 years old. I'm like yeah. two in some years, two in some months closer to that. So I'm, my ears are not, you know, I can still hear, but right. I don't have a hearing aid yet close to it right sure. but um well how old are you now you said 76 i'll be seven in july wow. so i mean good. and she was like this old lady that i had to drive over i wish i could meet somebody who, who takes care of this old lady i can't drive at night so that's the end of that <laughs> um, but um you know i'm that's why i'm 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 trying to work a little harder um to get her out there but i i, I need some help i do have uh, somebody hopefully to help me with the computer stuff because that's not my thing. Okay. I mean, I do so much, but I, I need a lot of help because 
Um, I know when I bring this, I, I, I brought it to Harlem. You probably right. know Voza Rivers from Harlem. Right. And, um, and he, and, and I didn't know him from, this is from early on, I guess Rose was 85. Oh, I guess I knew about six years and she was having an 85th birthday. And I, I spoke to a friend of mine, you know, in Harlem and she's a singer. Mm -hmm. And, um, and she's, and I said, uh, we got to do something for Rose. She was a good friend of Rose also. Mm -hmm. And she said, we got to do something. I said, but I don't have the money to do something that is really big enough for her, you know, spectacular. Yeah. And, um, and so she says, go to Voza. And I said, I don't, I don't know him. Hmm. And um, she says, that don't matter. Just call him up. Hmm. So I did. I mean, I, I, and I'm not a, I'm not that kind of person. I'm thinking, well, they, why do they want to talk to me? Right. And, uh, and I need to be more aggressive at, at you know, at times, all times. Um, and so I, I called him up and I told him what it was. And it was about this songwriter. And she did this, this, and he listened and mm -hmm. Wonderful man, and um, and he said, "Well, come in. Uh, can you come in tomorrow and tell me more about this? And uh, we'll see what we're going to do." He, we had in the Schomburg, which has about four hundred seats. I know, I've been there. Filled it up, right? Wow. With free to everybody to come. And there was a lot of music people there and people from Harlem, mm -hmm. and um, and he paid for everything. We That's had a five-piece band of. People who had Grammys, I mean, in that band, it yes. was, it was, it was fabulous. Wow. We had MC, we had Maxine Brown, Chuck Jackson, Baby Washington sing, and mm -hmm. then two other singers do some more, and then an Elvis impersonator, and about, I don't know if it was eleven or eight other people who knew Rose had recorded mm -hmm. one of her songs and sang their song. Wow. And it was fabulous. It was just yeah. a fabulous thing. And she got up and she sang. Oh, wow. That must have made her so happy. Oh, how old was she at that point? She was 85. It was her early 82. Can you imagine just after all those years, yeah. just to have that kind of boom party for yourself? Mm -hmm. Like, that's just fabulous. And at least she left knowing that someone is going to make sure her legacy. You know, I know she has the estate. That always helps. And, um, but to have a friend that also is like, you know what, we're going to get this out of here by hook or crook. We're going to do it. Um, is so, so important. That was, that's just so beautiful that, um, that you guys were able to do that. And you never know. I mean, your, your friend that told you to ask the guy is right because there's places that have grants to do stuff like that. If it's tied to something historical, she's historical. She is. Or, I she's yeah, yeah. I, I, I did get, I got some grants. Uh, well, we, we tried the Shades of Truth Theater in Harlem that you might know also. Mm -hmm. uh, they uh, wanted to, but they, then they saw, I had this bigger show that I did, oh, gee, 12 years ago, maybe it was. Mm -hmm. And I had a known director learn about it and, 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 and just gave all her time up to direct the show. Wow. Um, and... So, uh, so I was like, oh, wait. And she says, this has got to be Broadway because of Rose's music and the story. I mean, the story, come on. The story. But you know what? It, it cost me, I think that cost me like $7,000 to do a half hour showcase. Okay. But I got, I did get a, um, uh, a person who, agent out of it because uh, my uh, director, she, she had a, one of her, um, friends who was a playwright um, come and see it. And she says, oh, I got to tell this show my, my agent and she'll want to agent it. 
And then I had somebody in the, in the, the audience, we did it, I don't know how many times we got to the, like the very end and we did it a number of times and, and a friend of mine uh, and, and his wife were there. Well, his wife is my good friend from childhood. He wanted to put money into it. And I said, no, 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 this is just, that's your wife is my best friend and you're going to lose money until you get big people in. And still it, it's, you're going to lose money. And you know, I think there's a way to do it. I really do. Because this story is, I mean, it has to be told just her, just there's so many separate entities, not to forget the fact that she even wrote 800 songs and 350 uh, people for different people, various people, but just listening to the fact that she came from a shack and she talks, you guys go to the YouTube when you get a chance. I had the link, but the link doesn't seem to work for me. Um, go to the YouTube and type in, what are you typing for that story? Rose Marie McCoy. Right. Rosemary. Right. That's it. It's um, going to work out fine. Rose. That was her. Yeah. her, her uh, I can see the turn a hit. Rosemary McCoy is going to work out fine. Out oh, fine. I'm back, guys. Go to YouTube when after the show. Not now. Don't leave us now. Um, go look at it because it gives you a little background. Uh, just a quick little seven minute whatever um, video, but it's fabulous um, because you know when you think about her going from a shack. To the Brill Building, the what's it called, the Brill build, Building? In Brill New York? Building. And Carol King was never in the Brill Building. All the other ones they call Brill Building writers, they were yeah. in the cheaper building, sixteen um, fifty Broadway. It's another right. songwriter. They were not even in the Brill Building. Rose is the real Brill. She had her own office. She wasn't. She didn't write for. Then that's another reason that right. she's not up there. She didn't write for Alden Music. She didn't write for Atlantic. She didn't. That's called the old okie dokie boy trick. Yeah, well, that's what the well, she didn't write for she could have. They right. wanted her to, and she yeah. said, Boy, if I accepted Atlantic, I'd be a millionaire. Well, she could have been a millionaire even without it, but she got cheated a lot, I know. Yeah, yeah. And, because she loved what she was doing. She didn't care about so much about the money. Well, and I think the other thing is, you know, that that's why this is with reparation too. I mean, the, the show does talk a little bit about you know how the music and uh, you know, Ruth Brown wasn't really out there. It does show how songwriters were cheated um, and that she had to go so far for to go, just go to high school. So it's got some of that in there. Right. Um, wow. But it, it's, it's also, and this isn't in the show, but, but this is also has to do with racism, segregation. And yes, that's that she lived close to Lorraine, Arkansas. Yeah. Now, so this happened. There was, there was, I don't know if you heard about that. The Lorraine, it was a riots. It was uh, they, because they went, to get a lawyer, farmers who were being cheated. It was the black farmers being cheated by the white landowners, yeah. and they, they wanted to form a union. And they go, um, they get a lawyer, mm-hmm. and then they all get slaughtered. Yeah. Oh, that's like uh, Tulsa and every, everywhere else that happened. Right, like Rosewood, yeah, Tulsa. So, so she she told me that story, and she told me as if she were born then. But I'm sure you hear something like that that mm. that will send chills and fear into you. Yes. That using a lawyer is trouble. One time that she told me, oh, everybody wanted me to um, sue this one lawyer, that uh, that lawyer to get a lawyer, and other people even said, we'll pay for you. We want you to be a part of this suit. We want you to sue him, and she wouldn't do it. She said. I, I, I don't want to get that kind of reputation. Right. That's what now, it is. That's, that, now, a white person would say, what are you talking about? I don't want to get that reputation. That's right. what you do. 
you know, a Lieber and Stoller, they had parents who were, I think one was like in business and then they had lawyers. They, they knew about lawyers, but if you born in a tin top shack and your, your, your parents are farmers, right. you don't know about lawyers. And you also know is probably stay away. And, yeah. and, um, and so she got cheated and she knew that, but Charlie Singleton, who she wrote for, you know, in the beginning, mm -hmm. um, he taught her a lot because he was older and he had been in business down in Florida. And he told, he used to say, grab the cash. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that. $100, $200 for a song. And they didn't, she says he never bothered with uh, royalties. Well, that's where the problem was. And that, and that, and that to me yeah. is, was the mentality that a lot of people had, which is why they didn't get their royalties. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a curse and a blessing because you're doing what you love and you're just getting in. But once you get in, like you got to stop doing that because that's how so many got just totally ripped off. They're like, right now there's songs being played that they're not getting no royalties to. That's just so wrong. So wrong. I think it should be like a, a thing where but, like, yeah. But then if, if, uh, you know, if she had mm -hmm. once the writers who wouldn't sue, they would they might go there, too. That's mm -hmm. another thing. So okay. th there, there was actual some of it you would say, oh, Rose. And, and she was she was very careless about money. And if you were her friend mm -hmm. and you were the, the you know, she she knew you and she thought you were your friend and and they you were Robbie. She she. Oh, but, you know, she's my friend or. You know, there, there's a lot of stuff in there. She, I guess she felt she had enough and, uh, you know, she, I, I you know, it, it, she just, and she was just very, she was just very disorganized. Her. All right. I mean, you know, she's creative. I mean, I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to show you guys a clip of, of her, um, just a little tiny clip. Um, and it'll give you just a taste of her personality. Can I just show the clip real quick? Yeah. So, all right, let me just show the clip, guys. So it's his setup. Uh, it is share screen. Here we go, guys. I'm going to show this. Um, Rose. And this is just a quick clip I'm going to show. Ready? Okay, ready? And... <laughs> yeah. you see her personality guys you see that i mean her personality is just um i mean just amazing and so, she wanted to do that luckily she pushed me she says oh bring your camera let's let's go let's let's do some camera yeah she was uh she was she was, she was very good at that she just loved to have fun and and i think you know i had lost my mother by then and she was very much like my mother. Oh, uh, really? That personality mm -hmm. that she loved to laugh like that. My mother, if she could play guitar, she would have done something like that and probably put a funny uh -huh. hat on at the same time. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, people were coming over. She didn't, yes. she, she's ironing. She put a funny hat on, you know, and, and she, she was a party, you know, per, and the two of them, um, they didn't hold grudges. Even if somebody did them something wrong, they, they, they didn't hold grudges. They could, they could be friendly with somebody who hurt them, but maybe they were family or something. They right, right, right. didn't hold grudges. They, nope. um, and they were very friendly. Like my, like my mother would, um, 
you know, uh, I remember before she got a car, we'd sit on the bus and she'd be talking to somebody or she'd be in the doctor's office and we're waiting there. And uh-huh. she'd be and I, oh, who was that? I don't know. I just met her. But you wouldn't know that. So I want to tell this funny story about Rose. <laughs> we were doing, um, uh, after the 85th birthday party downstairs and the, um, the guy from Radio Diaries and his assistant are on one side like, um, Rose is here. This guy is here. She's talking to this guy, nicely dressed, good looking. The, the, one's on one side. The other, I'm on the other side watching this. And Rose is talking to this man. She's saying, oh, how nice that you would come. And she says, oh, it's, it's uh, good to see you. And how are you doing? And this goes on for, I don't know, a minute or two minutes about she's talking. So we figure, oh, well, you know, he's dressed nicely and he's a good looking older man. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're saying, well, she knows him, so we can use this for the radio diary, whatever. And then, and then towards the end, she says, she says, you know what? You look just like Don Gardner. You know, the singer, whoa, 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 whoa. And he turns to her, he says, Rose, I am Don Gardner. I <laughs> <laughs> hadn't seen him for decades. <laughs> That's hilarious. Good. I'm not she, the only one that forgets things, huh? <laughs> she didn't even know who she was talking to. But wow. she was going to talk to him just like he was. I'd, I'd have a party and, <laughs> and, and somebody new would walk in and she'd go, oh, hi. And how are you? And, and, and especially was a good looking guy. <laughs> she was a little flirt, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. She she was she would her eyes would like open up. She go, hi, how are you? What's your name? And <laughs> yeah, she was that. And my mother would do that too. I can't say my mother was flirting, but she right. she right. had the same a charm. I'll call it a charmer. Interest. They were interested in other people, right? It, it and, wasn't and just fake charm. You know, it was it was they were really interested. Right. Uh, you, can, you can totally see that. I love that clip. And you guys, when you go to YouTube and watch the video um, of that little seven minute video of, of her, it's like a seven minute autobiography real quick. It's brilliant because you can see her real personality and you can see why she created such great hits because it, it's all in her personality, you know, all of it, you know, and the, and the, the callback response, the songs, you know, what was it? Gabbing Blues? Oh, who is it? Um, uh, Gabbing Blues. Oh, and yeah, then he said the other one about uh, I got a 19-year-old jitterbug. And yes, yes. Yes. Bug. yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, business. that was brilliant stuff, man. Like, yeah, yeah. I wish I could play it, guys. I don't want to take the chance because then they'll ban the video and yeah. then I, I lost the whole thing. The point of it is to get this All out. on YouTube. Yeah. The point. Yes, it's all on YouTube. Type in uh, Rosemary McCoy. And all her stuff should come up. And I want you to make sure you go to the petition. Uh, type in Rosemary McCoy petition to be inducted in the Hall of Fame, right? Is that what the right? I think something like that. Yeah. yeah. But and if you don't, I mean, I have a, uh, I have an email that I keep for her stuff. If you're interested okay, what is, what in anything, it? it's right on rose at gmail.com. But it's oh, right W R W R I T E, like, yeah, right on rose. Ro- on Rose, Rose, yeah, just Rose. Right on Rose, right on Rose at gmail.com. Gmail.com, guys. So you guys, you know, if you need to know what the link is, but I, I found it really easy. But find, find the link and, um, and try to go and sign a petition. Um, it's almost there, but it's very important because this is history. Like she needs a Wikipedia page. She needs all that stuff because 
She has done remarkable things in the music industry. And I'm appalled that no women have got together that are famous and ban and said, you know what? We're going to, we're going to mm -hmm. tell our story. Like if I had the kind of money that some of these celebrities, singers had, I'd be like, yeah, this is my next pet project. I'm going to do this one because this is, that's mm -hmm. the level of, of importance that it, it is for for our kids to know who she is. She did a, a, an remarkable I mean, un, uh, can I tell you, not only because of the racism, but because of the sexism. So that's two things alone. And then you top it off with 800 songs. Really? How many people were doing that? Mm -hmm. Not many. So that's why, to me, it's so crucial that she gets recognized. I hope, I don't know, who knows if somebody famous is out there watching um, or you work at a label. And the, or you work as a, a film biographer, even. Um, this is a story you want to tell. I want to see it. I'll go to the movies and see it. I'll, I'll you know, I'll definitely. Yes, I want to, I want a Rose wanted, now this is Rose wanted a TV show. She says, I would make a great TV show. And she yeah. said, you know who's got to play what? me? Um, uh, Halle Berry. <laughs> I remember her said, I was like, Halle Berry? I don't know if I'd do Halle Berry. That's that's good, Rose. But I mean, oh, she oh, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, now that I think about it, she'd have to put on weight um, somehow or something, but maybe because because uh, Holly's really kind of thin, I think. I think oh, but the Rose was very thin when she. Oh, first. so then maybe I'm. Oh, she was. was that's right. Yeah. The picture. Very thin. Yes. I'm thinking of when she's in her 90s, maybe. Maybe that's yeah. all. Yeah, but you're right. Actually, right. So maybe that could happen, uh, and that would be a good, that yeah. would be almost a good fit. Um, yeah, I think that would be a good fit. So, and, and the one, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. The one who plays her that I, I've done shows over here, musicals with Rose's music and about her story, but and and um, uh, and a shorter one uh, called Right on Rose and. Uh, the, the different, you know, different ones with this one. And she's, she's thin. She's very beautiful. And she's also, she's also, you know, very slim. And, um, and that, that's, you know, that's what we need. Cause she was, I'm, I'm sure that helped her a lot, but right. also her personality, the guys, they hung around, they went, wow. they hung in their office, they went to the track together. They, <laughs> they, they, they were, it was a, a more exciting time. And it was also could be dangerous where, um, uh, you know, like she went to borrow money when she had trouble once from the loan shark. And he said, oh, no. <laughs> to you. he said, I won't give it to you because if you can't pay, I have to go break your legs. Or oh. He said, I don't, I don't want to give it to you. And, and one of the musicians she used, they hung him outside the window. What? Um, yeah. Up, up by his legs. They, and they said, if you don't get this money and other songwriters went out and got together. I mean, they were like together. They helped each other. They, they would rob, they would loan money. Rose. Uh, I had a story of one of, oh my uh, God, that would be such a good story. Come on. Yeah. Just, uh, he needed money and she just put it in envelopes and don't open this. Like it was a letter and opened it later, Jimmy. Uh -huh. And, um, and, and, and she just put $200 in it. He said, Wow. And she had that when she had troubled, uh, uh, I forgot. Oh, oh, he's the guy who wrote a lot of Elvis songs. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I'm anyway, he did the same thing to her. He says, he, he said, you need some GD money, Rose. And she <laughs> said, well, I don't know what I could pay you. But he said, Hey, whoever said anything about GD, I'll right. pay. You know, I mean, that's, they, they were like a family. And I wow. think that's part of the story too. They stuck mm. together and, wow. um, and, and I, it, and and just her whole story that I, I did a um, uh, 
since I, I was teaching and a lot of my years I spent in sixth and eighth grades. Right. And, um, and, and I, we used to, I got, I think I got into doing the shows because I, I used to write my own shows when we had to do every year we had to do a show. Right. And I always wrote my own because, um, because I liked it. And plus then everybody could have, if somebody didn't want to like speak, they could, they could be a soldier, you know, right. like, so I could, write it around talent and, and what the kids wanted to do. Right. So, uh, so um, uh, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I got into that and I did the, um, uh, you know, this, this one thing for schools, I did it for school children. And I think I sent that to you. That's a 15 minute piece that you can use everything there. Oh. She is singing. If I had any sense, I go back home at the end. She's all dressed up. I, I oh, got her. Right nightclub she sang it and and she talks about her um and that uh that is called dare to dream the rosemary mccoy story because um it's only 15 minutes but i also wrote a teacher's guide because she came from nothing and how did she get there well how do you do that you have to work at it but you have to have a big dream and this takes helps teachers or youth leaders um, and it was, I was given out free. I, I got not a lot of money, but enough to, to have put a lot of the audio and video I had together um, to take a big, a big goal and then break it down into small goals because otherwise you just get overwhelmed. And to have teachers or group, you know, leaders um, take the kids through and say, what, what do you want? It also helps you get to know your kids if you're right. a teacher. Right, right, right. And, and you get them to be more cooperative because it, it's, you know, it, I, I had one of my classes was very, uh, they're very poor students, very, mm -hmm. very poor. And, and what I mean, age, what age? And they were sixth graders. Oh, sixth graders. That's impressionable. Um, well, they, they were tough sixth graders. They were, you know, well, some of them, they, they, they had very tough lives. Of course. And, um, you know, one, one of my kids, that he was, he's the sweetest kid. I love this kid. But when he had a social worker come, he said, okay, what's the goal for this week, Sean? And Sean repeated, not to get picked up by the police <laughs> the whole week. Okay, let's try and see how it goes, Sean. And he was just, because he would just tell you, Sean, did you, that the car they said you robbed, did you? Yeah, Miss Cousin, I did. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, they needed, but those kids did so well in one year. Hmm. But the state test, uh, this other teacher. Well, I had help. I only had fifteen kids. First of all, right. I wasn't just that, but I would just sit and talk to them about their goals and about, and it, and, and all of a sudden their math went up like years. Right. Their everything went up. So. I know how important that is. And yes. especially if you're a poor, uh, where Rose came from, it's the poorest county in one of the poorest states. It's Phillips right. County and Arkansas. And, yeah. and the county is, it's, it's bad. I, I, I was there hmm. and um, it's, uh, which was really exciting, frankly, because hmm. they all sounded like her, they had her accent. And, uh, um, uh. And, and, you know, so this is something that I hope to make. And if anybody's interested in that, please go to the um, right on, uh, right, right on, right on rose.com. And I will see if I could get you over the internet. Maybe I can send it because I have copies on there. I, I don't have any more 
know, oh, it's not the, the best website. It, you could go into the and let me know what you want. Uh, the oh, website, I oh, yeah, right on rose um, at gmail.com. Oh, I got that. I thought it was something else. No, what uh, I do also have, but this is where you can um, see, learn information about Rose or what might be coming up. Uh, RoseMarieMcCoyMusic.com. And I have 200 of the artists that she wrote for. I couldn't fit the whole bunch of them on because I'm not very good at this. It's I have to work. It's not even kept up to date, but it's, I, I, it's good. You, that's good. You even got that. I mean, a lot of people. Yeah. Have oh, but, and I also do a podcast. Oh, and I really? did last April was her 100 oh. year anniversary of her birth. Oh. And the whole podcast was about it. They're only like 10, 15 minutes long. That's but I, but I've done it about, um, uh, you know, it's, it's, I call it black music matters because it, it was so overlooked when I grew up. What did I hear? And adults too. How much is that doggy in the window? This right. was on adult radio and Rose was writing um, Gabin blues, you know? Right. Um, and I missed it. I didn't know, uh, I, you know, all eight songs that she wrote for um, Nappy Brown. I didn't know. Right. So, um, you know, I missed a lot and it, 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 it's our history is not, um, you know, that, that's why the reparations part too, you know. Um, right, right. I also, I'm speaking, I'm starting to speak. I did speak about reparations 20 years ago when we made uh, a reparations video uh -huh. with some of the top proponents of reparations. And I'm starting to do that again wow. because as it comes up, um, you know, if, if you say to people, white people about reparations, this is what I get. Um, oh, my, my, my parents worked hard. My grandparents, well, uh, yeah, you know, like yes. go to my grandfather worked hard, but he was a carpenter who was yes. in, in a union who got right. union wages and the black carpenters lost their jobs. So don't right. take me. <laughs> you sound like you've been hanging out with my friend Robin from the center. Of, uh, it's called center uh, CWS, I believe it's on Facebook. Um, they're, they do great. Um, uh, they teach people how to, decolonize de their mind from racism uh and yeah. how like things like saying a statement like that like saying yeah my my parents worked hard when they came here it's like they came or, or and so yeah, right yeah little things like that so yeah i get it um hmm. but but we, we're running out of time already but i wanted to ask you about the book thought we were writing the blues but they called it rock and roll. Um, so, so what uh, in the book? Um, Rose pretty much co-signed on almost everything you wrote in it, pretty much, right? Oh yeah, yeah. If she oh, told she me not to say something, I didn't say it. You know, there right. was some interesting things, but she's, but uh, you know, I said no. She, she said, I don't, I don't want that in there. That, and it was about somebody else, but not about her. Right. She, well, I said, yeah, but, but you know, like he's gone. She said, oh, yeah, but his grandchildren are around and I don't want people to know that, you know, right. that he cheated me this badly or that he cheated everybody or that he, he took a girlfriend to the, the you know, to, to, to the awards dinners and stuff. You know. <laughs> terrible. And I, she said, don't print that. You know, so I, I, I wouldn't do that. Um, you no, know, because, not. and half of it's in her words, you know, um, because she said things so well, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, just the way she could, uh, you know, and it's got a lot of her lyrics. Uh, yeah. And I got permission from about 51 different 
music publishers to print wow. it for nothing. I had one holdout, Sony Music, and I had somebody intervene. And I couldn't, I couldn't do it if I had to pay everybody for those lyrics. And you yeah. have to do for everything. Yeah, no, I know, because that's how they make their money. That ching ching. Uh, it's very important. So what do you want um, for the takeaway for the book? What do you want us to leave here today? What do you want my viewers to know besides share this video, guys? And not so much what I say, not because of me, but because we need everyone to know who Rosemarie McCoy is. Uh, and we need her in the Hall of Fame. We need actually I need her walk uh, walk of fame star. I need uh, her in the, the um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What else? What else we got? We need her in all of the above. Yes, yes, yes we do. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and yeah. Hall of Fame and whatever we yeah, got. Get a movie and <laughs> oh yes, we definitely need a movie on this because I totally see it and I totally see Holly Berry could play her. Um, and I, I mean, I'm thinking of all the things I'm like, wait a minute, this would be really good. Just like, um, lady sings the blues. Oh, uh, you saw that, right? That was really fabulous. But I think there's that kind of story here. There's that kind of, cause there's so many stories that you were telling me that I was like, oh, I want to hear about that. I mean, just, just some of the scenes, I totally see scenes in my head of some of the things that, that the book has, um, it's amazing. And if you listen to a lot of her music and if you want any more, I'll, I'll certainly send it to you. You mm -hmm. see scenes, um, like there's one song Maxine Brown did. It was her last the big hit, the top 10 hit. Uh, mm -hmm. We'll Cry Together. And she would do it at every, and every show with it, practically. Oh. And, and it's, you know, like, and, and it had people, when I did the, the first, we had a reading of the first, the bigger show, and there was people tearing up over this and uh, song. And it, 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 it she really pulls you in because she's writing about her uh, her life, like see and don't see. But when her husband was fooling around, she said, "That's okay. It was okay for me to say." She said, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and they split for a while. And but before it happened, she would write, "See and don't see, hear and don't hear, know and don't know." Oh, please make that man stop hurting me. And it's like a a, a blues song that just you know, it's like you just feel her pain. You yes. know. Yes, and, I, and I listened to quite a few of the songs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I listened to quite a few, and I was, I was like, wow. I mean, I, I don't get it. I, I'm, I'm baffled uh, why she's not, um, you know, all over everything, and her name doesn't regularly occur in in the lips of anyone in music, um, because uh, she was brilliant. I mean, and just, I mean, to me, you know, I am very pro female, everything, right? But uh, but that too, just being a woman in the fifties during Jim Crow, like, and then growing up in Arkansas, like, sorry, yeah. Arkansas, but you know what yeah. I'm talking about. Uh, especially the part she grew up in, you're like, where is that at? I don't even know where it's at. Um, you know what I'm saying? So you, so that she's got like triple whammies against her. But in her head, when she was in high school, you know, she heard the orchestra play and the other, I forgot the name of the other, um, some a quartet, a group or somebody uh, play and was like, yeah, I think I want to be a singer. I mean, to have that inspiration and you're coming from a, a shack, like. And to go to New York, and to go to New York. She says, with all the buildings, she never saw buildings. She's all those people living on top of one another, you know. Right. <laughs> right. And that that's the brilliance of it. Like to me, the story is also special because there's always somebody out there that thinks that they have it worse. They think they can't do it. They think, oh, what was me? 
And she is a classic example of like, uh-uh, honey, you're in America and you can have five cents to rub together. If you know how to rub them cents together and make somebody pay attention to them cents, guess what? You can make them into millions. That's how easy that's that's how easy it is that she kept that dream and held on to it, even in spite of all the being poor. And the way, you know, it sounds like to me, even being poor, she still had sounds like she still had love somewhere in Oh yeah, yeah. Values and all the good things embedded into the, um, yeah. no, to make you that get that grit. She uh, did. She did. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it was her personality, but she she yeah. did and she kept it and 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 um you know she they her mother didn't want her going to you know to New York. Of course she, not. She to come back. That gorgeous daughter going out to yeah, there. Yeah, she sent her to a, a sleeping job, as Rose called it, and she told yeah. the woman who she was working for not to. Uh, let her go, leave out of it, because she knew her daughter, you know. Yes. And uh, and Rose wrote a letter, like as if it came from uh, her cousin, to say, "Oh, you can stay with us." And uh, she says, "Oh, and I'll go to night college." And, <laughs> and then she just went, she went to the Bronx, and she had trouble there. I mean, then oh, that's the words, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Actually, actually, the Bronx was good then. I think it was good in the fifties. I think it was okay in the fifties. It was just starting. Well, no, it wasn't just. Yeah, starting. no, no. She it was a white woman who took her from. Uh, she was in the Catskills, and up okay. there, the woman treated her very well. Okay. Um, and so, uh, and she, you know, it was good up there. So when this woman said, "Oh, she wanted to get close to New York," and she said, "This woman said, oh, if you come with us,' but then she, she, you know, she treated her so badly uh, that Rose ran away. What? And the woman stopped her. She, she said, she got, she, she, she went to the door. She said, "You can't leave your, your, uh, your, your minor, and I'll call the police or whatever." And um, I suppose it was at least 18, but maybe minor was under 20 or 21. I don't know what that was about. But she said, so Rose said, all she did, she packed up. She says, I'm leaving. And she uh, she looked, there was a knife, a kitchen knife on the table. And Rose just looked at it and the woman backed away. What? Oh, yeah, Rose, wow. was, Rose was tough. Not that she would have stabbed the woman. I'm sure she wouldn't. Right. But, right, but you have but to make sure you're defending. Yes, no, she had oh, trouble with a lot of jealousy, older women singers. One, yes, and she was cute. <laughs> and she was cute, and that's why, and she worked in places where you had to drink the customers. And yep. she, she, the first story so that I heard, A lot of men are like, oh, Rose, Rose. Yeah, yeah she well, did. And women, and women don't get twisted, I'm sure. There was all kinds of yeah, people. Yeah, she did. She, I, she was tough, though. She had a, a guy once who... Um, you know, acted badly, and I met she. She broke his arm. She threw what? Stand, well, he. Um, I think he, he. He lifted up some guy who was sitting next to her. He, he was just. He was. He was a white guy, and she was sitting next to this other. Old, she's an old man. We were just talking. He was very nice, and it was between you know, you know, singing, and um, and she said this guy comes in. He says, and uh, and he made her, I don't know, it slapped her and her, her dress got ruined. Well, that, that sent her off. And then I think he picked up the guy by the collar and she went, she, she said these folding chairs, they were heavy. She says that, very, you know, how the old ones are. And she said, I just started going crazy, yelling and throwing chairs at him <laughs> from the back room. She, well, she broke his arm. So the next day he came in with his father and his father had a rifle. Oh, Lord. And Rose was behind the bar because they had to, you know, t tend the bar during the day. Right. So she's behind that. And she says, 
Oh, he's, and the guy says to his son, where's the one who, you know, who, who broke your arm? Because, you know, now he's mad. He, I can't, he can't work. And Rose says, well, I got all these bottles behind the bar. I'll, throw, I'll start throwing them at him if he lifts that gun up. And right. what the guy did was he looked at her. I guess she's so pretty and she was thin and, you know, little she, tall. She was like 5'7", but she was, you know. And he looked at his son and said, you must have done something to her. And they uh, left out. No way. <laughs> yeah, well, she, she, had, like she has a lot of angels around her, clearly. Oh, she, she, she tell me a number of those. And, and the thing is to hear her with that little voice, you know, and, and as sweet as anything. And to be in the car and all of a sudden she's telling, you know, this, these stories, you know, to, to whoever we were with. It was like we would go, wow, she's got some stories, you know. Wow. Yeah, she's a she was amazing, man. I I, I wish I I felt like I know her almost like. Yeah, I know. That's why I took video. I said I, I could I could tear up when I would think that enough people aren't seeing her, enough people aren't sharing what yeah. I, I felt blessed every every day to have somebody that I mean interesting, kind, um, yes, but like crazy. I mean, like like. She, like so out there where she, yeah. where she would yeah. uh, say, let's go to Chicago. I'll drive. She was bubbly and she, she was living bubbly. life on her terms yeah. and just, I can't explain it, but you can see that in her personality that she was just like, all right, we're going to just do this the best we can. And we're going to be the best at it. And this is how we're going to, you could see it. I think in that little clip of the video, you can see it guys. Don't forget to go to YouTube and check out that video. Um, you can look through the thread to see the, where, exactly where to go. Um, but it's amazing because you'll get her personality and you'll want to share. You'll want to hear more about her because she's fantastic. Well, she was fantastic. Uh, and now it's up to us to make sure she has her place in history. So make sure you also, uh, where can we get the book? Is it on Amazon? Thought we were writing the blues. Yeah, for it's Amazon uh, and and yeah. basically it. I, and I, they have a, some copies up in Harlem. But yeah. <laughs> I now I can't um I can't play any of those songs legally to the moon I'll be all right love don't live here anymore house party you burned the letter I did my best with what I got none of those right you do the best I can with what when Audrey sings it you can play that oh I don't know who's singing this one I just the, uh, the one that well, she's got a, a black and red dress on and oh at Audrey oh, video I can, play, I can, can play, play that and you can play see and don't see it's very dark I know see and don't see. But you can play see and don't see and oh, um, I took it out of the queue. I took it out of the queue. Um, yeah, I took it out of the queue. But that's all right, you guys, because we're over time anyway. But it's all right, you guys. Make sure you go um to YouTube, check out Rose Marie McCoy. Um, she's fabulous, and we're sitting here talking to her, one of her good confidants, uh, her good friend and biographer, playwright. Uh, Arlene Corsano and um, and so I want you guys to share the video because we must get the word out. Rose must be remembered and honored the way she should be. Um, and the only way that happens is if you guys show an interest and get those algorithms going. Okay, uh, so share the video for me. Just do that for me if you can. Um, and I, I thank you so much, uh, Arlene, for taking your time to come. And if I can help you in any way, just call me. I'm going to try my best, whatever it is. I'll try my best to help you out uh, because I'm a firm believer that um, credit should be where credit's due. And she's way past due on her credit. 
Yeah. Thank, thank you so much. You have made not, not just my day, my week, my year, maybe, because <laughs> good to have somebody. Well, I do run into this. I just don't run into it but the right places, I guess, where people, are, something's got to be done. I, yeah, I know. And I, I, I try and, and I've had get I've gotten close sometimes. And and then, um, you know, oh, no, we're doing something else instead. You know, uh, uh, you know, like a, a, a regular a whole video thing that someone, okay. oh, this has got to be done. And then it went to um, a, a company, a video company. Mm-hmm. And, and they, you know, and then they called me up. So we're, got, we're doing something else right now. We're busy. So, and, and then uh-huh. things get dropped. So, so it gets like disheartening. Well, that's because I'm, well, we'll talk behind the scenes, but yeah. I think, I think there's a way to get people interested. And I will talk behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I, I will definitely be uh, co- contacting you on that because uh, I got some ideas for that. Um, thank you very much. Uh, that, I see that. That's the, Yes, thank you. Um, I definitely think there's a way to get the interest in this, uh, create a buzz, as they say. Um, and uh, and I call it using the guerrilla tactics that they used to do back in the day. You hear it so much that you got to do something about it. <laughs> like you That's just gotta, right. That's, that's right. Sure that Rose says, do it. Do it. Because yeah. if Rose was alive, she'd say, come on now, get my name out there. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You're, you're incredible. I can't, how you do this, how you do all this electronic stuff. And, and I taught myself because guess what? Nobody would do it for me. And if I didn't do it, I wasn't going to have a show. So you, sometimes we have to go and say, you know what? I'm my daughter. Thank you, Tatiana, wherever you were at. Um, she was insistent upon me learning certain things. And, and she's like, well, you're going to have to act like you're 13. What do 13 year olds do? They get curious and nosy and they have to do it until they get it right. Good for her. That's what we're going to do for Rose. We're going to do it till we get it right. That's All right. It. Yeah. Thank, Thank you so much. And, um, and um, let me see. I'm going to end. Oh, I, I took the clip down too. Darn it. I just I just overclipped myself today. Um, I, I had it up a thing because, because of copyright. We took it down because I was going to make, I'd rather be safe than sorry. Um, so that's why. Guys, I don't have my clip in the queue um, anymore, but it's okay. Uh, we thank you so much, Arlene, for taking the time to come and um, and be with us. And uh, guys, make sure you go get the book. Thought we were writing the blues, but they called it Rock and Roll. Biographer Arlene Corsano is with us. And we thank you so much for, for taking the time. Guys, make sure you share this video for me. Can you do that for me? Thank you, I love you all. And um, who's this? Somebody gave a last name. I want to say hi to our audience real quick before I go. Thank you. Good evening, Maria, uh, the Black Therapy Show. We love you guys. Thank you, Maria. Uh, oh, God, Grandma Norma, I see you. Thank you, Joe, Emma, uh, Chris. Hey, Chris. Aloha, Richard. Thank you. I see you guys out there, Joe. Um, I see somebody else. Out. There's some people I can't see if you're on YouTube. Sorry, I can't see who you are, but I want to thank you for taking time. Make sure you share the video because Rose is going to go viral, not just with me, but all the videos you see of her. Let's show an interest because, um, and check, you, yeah, go ahead. Okay, I would just, and check out Black Music Matters, uh, uh, April 2022. Um, it's, it's all about Rose, it's Rose talking. Uh, a bit about about her life and what's it called? Black music. Black music matters. Yeah. She, what is that? Uh, it's, a- oh, it's a podcast. It's a podcast. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, April- it's a different. Band. I mean, I did Jackie Wilson. I do all the people I love. To, to, oh, to- really? I, I, have to okay, I put it in there, guys, for you. Um, yeah. So you um, see it. Let me see. Black music matters. Is that right? 
black music man and i don't have the rights to, to get the music yet. i'm going to see how if i can do i hear it's maybe not too expensive to get like bmi um okay. uh rights or ascap i should be more BM, bmi okay well that you do what you got to do then Turn i can play the music and that's yes. really that's really yes. turning happily in her grave saying i know I know Arden's going to do it for me. I know she's going to do it. I told her she had to do it. She's just... Now, does she have any living family left that's taking care of her estate? Well, she has a, um, uh, it, it's, well, the, 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 her friend died. And he, uh, uh, he has some of her songs uh, uh, um, in his uh, catalog. Uh, he uh, publishes, a music publisher. Okay. But, and they take care of it because you have to know a lot of stuff. He takes yeah. care of it. His son uh, takes care of it for the family. It really was the, the the niece is the only one who, uh, uh, you know, but there's nobody's really that knows about the music or, you know, right. I Story. mean, but the money from like anything I would do would, you know, if I ever make money on this, no, I <laughs> would, you know, goes, goes to, you know, well, half of it. Cause I, I, you know, I do the work, you know, right. And it was agreements because she wanted me to do something. She said, yeah. they're going to throw it all out when I go, you know, so yeah. you have to take care of stuff. And, and yeah. um, I'm giving it a shot. Yeah, you're trying to honor that. And you are honoring that. So we thank you so much. Um, and we hope that um, anytime anything else new goes on, Arlene, please let us know. We'll be more than happy to, to uh, help the play, whatever it is you want, promote whatever it is you got going on next um, because I really think you're fabulous. I, I, I hope I have a friend like that that will, you know, make sure that I'm honored if that, you know, if I write a book or if I write a song, whatever, you know, something creative, I hope I have someone to carry my legacy on. So thank you so much um, for, for all that you do to try to keep her legacy alive because she's history pretty much. That's, that's the bottom yeah, line. And, and I have to get going on this because I'll be history one of these days and um no. yeah. Getting any younger. I mean, hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll do. She's 105. 92. She lived too, but you know, I, I get a little worried, you know, I get a little worried. What if I get, you know, Alzheimer's? what if I get, you know, right. you have to carry the torch. Yeah. I have to get other people interested before, That's you know, right. I'm just, I'm not that, I'm not that young, you know? Right. Well, that's all right. Well, we will talk um, again very soon. And, uh, and I will contact you as well, remember, because I have some ideas for you. So thank you so much, guys. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to watch On the Town with Tanya. And we'll be back again next Sunday. Um, any any last words before we go, Arlene? Uh, just like, thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't, you can't, you just have lifted me and, and you need this. I, I need it every once in a while. I, I got a plaque that I just leave on my counter Mm -hmm. to say, do something every day, even if it's small, do something every day for Rose. Right. Uh, wow. Because um, I got it from a hundred black women. Uh, um, they, th that seven minute clip that, that um, uh, you know, the Rosemary McCoy, uh, the, I think it's going to work out fine. Right. Um, they, um, there was a, a film festival here and they sponsored it and they, you know, they've come to a bunch of my shows. They keep coming back to this, even even though sometimes the same show, I'm just helping make it a little better and right. they keep coming back. And so I, um, you know, I need something like this. Otherwise, you know, I Go. not that I don't want to do it, but your head gets a little motivation here and there. And, and it's like, I get it. 
uh, like I'm not I'm not thinking, but once something good happens, I I I, I go and check everything out. And, well, that's fabulous. So you've been a great help. I thank you so much. I thank oh, you. Yeah. Um, no, we're, we're, we'll be in touch because I love stuff like this. This is like I live for stuff like this. Uh, so uh, we'll be in touch. But hang out for one minute while I just end the show. Just stay right there for one moment. Guys, thank you so much for, for being with us again. We really appreciate you. Bye. See you next uh, week. Stay, hang, hang right there for a minute. <laughs>